The following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hello. Everyone out there. Hope everybody stayed safe with the Norista. The wicked big Norista. Norista kid. And uh, no, for those of you who don't live in the Northeast, we're not talking about Easter coming up. We're talking about a huge blizzard that we had over the last few days. What did you get? About two two feet of snow, Mike? Give or take. Probably more on the give side. I mean, you were out there shoveling a lot longer than I was, so you probably know better. I went out at the end and just sort of supervised a little bit. Yeah, take the glory. That's all you need. I mean, I did pull a little bit of snow out from underneath both of the cars, but... It's true. Other than that, <laughs> other than that, I was in bed and you were shoveling because we decided to post up together and get snowed in and do a bunch of podcasts, which we did not do. Whoops. Whoop. <laughs> we decided to just smoke some weed and eat a bunch of goodies and watch Brit movies Box. and BritBox and the mysteries and crime documentaries. That's really all you need. <laughs> Instead of doing some actual work. So maybe we should get to it since we've been just like slovenly the I last mean, two speak days. Speak for yourself. I, how <laughs> dare you? How dare you, sir? But uh, I have a question for you, Mike. I have an answer. Let's what see the if hell it is going on in Connecticut? Well, I've heard some rumblings. I don't know the full story. Well, let me just fill you in a little fill bit. Fill me in, please. I don't know what's going on in ye olde Connecticut. Um but it seems like the police force might be slightly racist. You don't. <coughs> racist. Um, <laughs> How is that possible? Well, here's a, here's an example. A couple days ago, this story came out about Lauren Smithfields, black young black woman, um, social media influencer. I think she was a YouTuber who met a man uh, in his 30s, Matthew Law. Fontaine or LaFountain, um, however you decide that you want to pronounce that. Mr. LaFountain. Mr. LaFountain. Where you at, Mr. LaFountain? Um, they met on Bumble, and for the first date, he and she, both, I'm assuming, decided that they would have an in-house date, which to me is an absolute no-no. You never, ever, 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 ever take someone to your house or let someone go to your or go to someone's house right i was gonna say in either in either either direction neither one you should always meet in a public place where there's plenty of people let somebody know who you're with let them know i mean take a screenshot yeah Yeah. exactly everything and that's what i do when i go on dates (laughs) just kidding i haven't been on a date in like five years but that's besides the point let's uh, cut that cut that cut that we're not gonna cut that cut that out cut that out cut that out um I want people to think that I have a a varied and exciting social life, which is... <laughs> I couldn't say it with a straight face, but okay. But so anyway, but let's not talk about me. Okay. Let's talk about Lauren. Um, so as the story goes from Mr. LaFontaine, LaFountain, um, he says that he came to the house. They were going to have some tequila, play some games, maybe watch a movie. This sounds like a great night. This sounds like a perfect date night for someone that you already know. Right. Uh, again, don't let strangers into your home. But he says they were drinking a bit, tequila. She felt ill um, to the point where she went to the bathroom and threw up. At that point, I would think the date's over. 
Yeah. I mean, it if you're on a date me. and you're yakking in the bathroom, probably, probably call it a night. Yeah. And even if you don't feel well enough to take yourself home. You're calling somebody to call and do something, yeah. but I, at that point, I would think the date would end. So he says she threw up, came back out. They decided to keep drinking, which I don't understand. Like if I throw up, the last thing I want to do is—I mean, I don't really drink anymore that much, but the last thing I'm going to do is probably drink more. Right. Um. Although, in my younger days, I have been out drunk at a bar, puked, and then decided it would be a good idea to drink, but. Let's not talk about my younger years. Um, wild past. My my wild past, um, which I can't neither I can neither confirm nor deny. But anyway, he says they continued drinking. They played some games. They watched a movie. He then says that Are you she make me answered. Ask what movie? I didn't say. Damn it. I, I know. Sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, then says she received a text from someone she claimed to be her brother. And ran outside to meet him for whatever purpose. Came back in. Then he says she was in the bathroom for like 10 to 15 minutes. Now, if you're on a first date and you're in the bathroom for 10 to 15 minutes, to me, I'd be be embarrassed because I'm either pooping. (laughs) I have a bad stomach. So I'm either pooping, puking, or I'm in there going, this date is going fucking horribly awry. Please call me and say your house is on fire so that I can get out of this. Yeah, that's so, probably not a good reason right. on any date to be away for 15 minutes. 15 minutes, minutes is, yeah. it doesn't sound like a long time. Like if you're like, oh, I you know, straightened up my house, it took me 15 minutes, that's quick. But if you're literally sitting there for 15, that's a half of a sitcom. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she came out of the bathroom, fell asleep on the couch. He then picks her up and puts her in bed, which to me is fairly intimate either chivalrous or creepy uh it, probably fairly, both fairly intimate on a first date oh, yeah. i would say absolutely i'm gonna lean towards creepy yes. unless this guy's a, a fucking saint and he's like this girl really doesn't feel good let me put her in bed but then Is he gets in bed with story? her he gets yes. in bed with her yeah. mike so no so yeah maybe not, not maybe not saint. unless he i mean he could make the case that he, she was drinking, she was vomiting. Maybe he didn't want her to aspirate on her own yeah. vomit, so he stayed sure she doesn't roll over. by her. But in that situation, you don't need to be in the bed with her. You can be in the room. Right, right. Watching over her and right, stuff. Right, right. So, okay. So then he says that he woke up at 3 o'clock to go pee, as you do. Right. And she was snoring. And then he said he woke up around 6.30 just for the morning. He woke up early and he noticed that she had blood coming out of her nose and was unresponsive. So he freaks out, calls 911. I have not heard this 911 call. I'd like to get my hands on it. But freaks out, calls 911. 911 comes and they determine that she is dead. Um, And they're saying accidental overdose. They're just saying she had, like, fentanyl and uh, alcohol and I think promethazine. Just a, just a bunch of prescription drugs, illicit drugs, and alcohol, right? Stuff not recommended to mix together. Not a great cocktail. Yeah. Not a great cocktail. So they, so the police <laughs> let him leave. So, in my, I mean... Either prime witness or prime suspect or best witness you have, you're not letting him go either way. First of all, if you are called to a scene where someone is deceased, 
are you not supposed to treat it as a homicide until you can prove otherwise? Yes. Because how, how would you know? This guy is just there. He's like, well, she, I woke up like that. I mean, to me, you treat it as a homicide until you can knock that off the list. And then we continue down to see if it was accidental, natural, suicide, right? Unknown, right. undetermined. Matt okay? Locke taught me that. Right. Right. So they let him go. Um, and then the police do not notify her family that she's passed. They leave a note on the door to the effect of, if you're looking for Lauren, please call this number, which I assume, as, as I understand it, the landlord saw the, the note, or someone saw the note, notified the landlord, and the landlord contacted the family. I, I want to say a day or two later, they didn't even know that she was deceased for a day or so. I have no comedically angry reaction because I'm just angry. Right. It's uh, That's just victims. I mean, how dare you yeah. not get a hold of the family? I mean, how hard is it it's in this day It's the bare minimum in your job. Like, we're not lamenting you for not solving it. Just right. Just the bare minimum of just your a, job. Just a courtesy. Yeah. Just a courtesy that you would afford to any stranger on the street, okay? Um. The family now is suing the police department. Good. And saying that not only did they not notify, but they also did not handle the crime scene well because there was no mention. Uh, Mr. LaFontaine, LaFontaine, did not mention any sexual activity with Lauren. However, there was a used condom in the bathroom trash that had semen in it. And also a, quote, pill. I, I don't know what this pill is. <laughs> But I would assume that you would keep LaFontaine to the side. You collect any evidence that you can collect. Right. You test it. I mean, it's very easy to swab him and test the semen. Correct. If it's his semen, that's a pretty big detail to leave out of a first date, Bubba. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? That's that's a pretty big... Right. Well, I just, oh, did I forget to mention that we had sex? Oh, I guess I forgot to tell you that. Uh, Slight ugh. oversight. Whoops. So, but now you've caught him in a lie. So, right? Or, yeah. or, and I and and Lauren is a grown woman. She can do what she wants. Maybe she had a date the night before that went re- really well, and so easy to exclude at least right. sexual contact between the two. Right. You know. Right. Um, the brother. So Lauren has two brothers. One is a fireman. The other one, I'm not sure what he does. But he does have a, a bit of a criminal record. I don't know what it is. They did not really release what his record was. And I don't know if it was drug related. But he did text her. He said, I did text my sister. I came by. at We had gone Christmas shopping for clothes earlier in the day. And she had ended up with some of his bags. Okay. So he's saying that he texted her to swing by. And pick up these bags. I don't know why you would swing by someone's house at midnight uh, yeah. to pick up some bags of clothes that you could clearly just pick up the next the day. Yeah. Um, and I don't, again, I, I'm not throwing any, not casting dispersions on the brother. I just think it's a little odd. And he's saying he doesn't know that she had a date in the house. Like, he, she just ran out really quickly. Um, and I don't think that LaFountain said that she brought bags out or anything. He just said she ran out and yeah. then came in. So that's his version. Well, also... Does the brother, has he indicated her state? Was she drunk? Was she No, he said she came out and was completely fine. Completely fine. Even though she had 
been drinking and vomit to, to the point of vomiting. This is the brother's story. Yeah. So I'm not trying to shame the family or anything. I'm sort of on the fence here. I'd like to know what was the brother's prior convictions. Did it have anything to do with drug-related issues? Now, they did say that Lauren doesn't do drugs. She's uh, always at the gym. She She's a clean eater and all this other stuff. But as we all know, sometimes we do things that our family is not aware of. Right. You know, we all have our little secrets, Mike. Secret podcasts that your family doesn't know about. We all have our little secrets (laughs) that we keep to ourselves, Michael. Um, So I don't know. But what I would like to know is I would like the text conversations between the brother and the sister released. I'd like to know what the brother's prior arrests were for, unless he was a juvenile, and then in which case, you know, we're not going to find out. Um, but also Bumble. So she met LaFountain on Bumble. Um, I'm on Bumble. <laughs> the people that I match with are atrocious. So again, I haven't gone on a date in like five years. But Bumble has said that they want to cooperate 100%, but that the police at this time have not contacted them to get the transcripts. Now, I would think that'd be one of the first things that you would do to see if, let's say, they had a conversation after a few times, like, hey, do you like to party? What do you mean? You know, you ever do a pill or do coke or you just smoke weed or, like, whatever. Who knows? Maybe they discussed it. Maybe she said, oh, God, no, never. Like, you, we don't know, right? We don't know. Do we know, pending Bumble sharing that information, do we know how long they were in no, discussion? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. So, so I want to know how long they were talking. Maybe they were talking for a couple of months right. on Bumble before she decided to have him to the house. Maybe that's why that's she felt why. comfortable. Right. Or maybe they were talking for a couple of days. Who the hell knows? But I, I mean, in any case, the police fucked it up. Yes. They, I mean, they fucked it up. Either way. Yeah. When a company whose private communications, they're out front saying, we will share these with you. Right. Just say, okay, give them to us, Great, cops. Just, like, it's not it, – it's paperwork. Just fill out the paperwork. It's literally just just a subpoena. And just not, fill out the paperwork. Yeah. Get they're, they're more than willing to help. So I want to know, like, what the hell is, is going on? Did the brother drop off drugs for Lauren and she went in the bathroom for 10, 15 minutes, decided to – spice up the party and maybe accidentally just mix too many things did la fountain maybe spice it up and she didn't realize what was happening and then he didn't mention the sexual contact did they not have sexual contact so to me there's still a few key elements that are missing before i can make a judgment on like what i think happened but in all in all all said and done the cops fucked it up yeah, I was going to say, what we do know for sure is that the, the cops, cops, the cops have fucked it up. failed this victim. Also, another woman, Brenda Rawls, um, also passed away under strange circumstances on December 12th, also in Connecticut. Huh. She was at a man's house that she was friendly with, and um, her family couldn't get a hold of her for a couple of days. So they decided to go around. They ended up at this guy's house, and he said, oh, yeah. On December 12th, I couldn't wake her up. She died. The fa- family wasn't notified, Mike. What the fuck is going on in Connecticut? Uh, does this person and or LaFontaine have any sort of brother, cousin, I, I, I don't know uncle, if they're related, the if cops. they know each other, if they're friendly. I don't know if the, the two, I don't know if they have any connection. I just, I have no idea. What, I'm glad I don't live in fucking Connecticut. Yeah. Because the cops seem to just be, what are the Keystone cops? The, uh, dead body. Keystone cops. <laughs> what can you do? 
I mean, at the very least, notify the fucking family. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, so I'm now. I'm. <laughs> listen, I started out okay. I I've had either. like three cups of espresso. And this is pissing me off, and I'm already getting riled up before you even deliver your story of the week. Yeah, I haven't had to do. You anything. haven't even started. I'm all, I'm just I'm jazz. I'm a little too ja- too jazzy. Too jazzy. Too jazz. Too little too jazzy. A little jazzy. Too jazzy. Well, is this gonna <laughs> what's is this gonna do anything for my mood? Are we gonna settle down here? Yeah, what's... I think I think you'll be okay with this one. <laughs> um, okay, we'll see. We'll see, Mike. Now, this is one that I know the premise of the show is trying to find ones that you haven't come across. Uh But after the last couple weeks of agitating you and... (laughs) To the point where (laughs) screaming, literally screaming. Putting the future of the show in jeopardy (laughs) uh, and just leaving you generally with unsolved, unresolved Yes, I've been very unsettled, Michael. My anxiety has been... Through the roof. And I have you to thank for that. So now, this one also doesn't end in a conviction. Oh, but fucking. We know what happened. Okay. Okay. And Yay. there's there's a chance, because <laughs> I went with this story, there's a chance that you've heard this before because it is more well-known in, <laughs> in true crime circles, but it did happen in the 1920s. So it's Ooh, not necessarily. 20s. Not necessarily top of mind with everybody. All right, let's <laughs> – I'll do my best to keep it contained. Let's see what happens. This is the story of Dolly Osterreich. Oh, the name does not sound familiar, but let's hear it. Travel with me, if you will, <laughs> to Milwaukee in the early 1900s. I believe it's pronounced in Milwaukee. <laughs> I, I, it's not. It's not. Fred Osterreich was a wealthy owner of an apron apron factory. Okay. Okay. I've never – have you ever conceived of like where aprons come from? I would just think they would come from a textile – The apron fairy. Mill, but I didn't realize there were whole factories dedicated to just aprons. But back in the 20s, I mean, ladies, Every lady let's face one. it. Where are you? Barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. Everyone needs an apron. Oh, yeah. You need your everyday apron. You need your company apron. Well, you need you need your black tie apron. You need a barbecue apron yeah. just in case. You need an apron for your apron so that your good apron doesn't get dirty. Right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a booming marketplace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His wife, Dolly, whose real name is Walburga, oh. was a typical housewife. And by typical housewife, I, of course, mean she was long-suffering and dealing with a busy husband who was either (laughs) never home or when he was, almost always stinking drunk. Right. And so she's probably on uh, Mommy's Little Helper. And, um, you know, back in the day, they just gave you a little uh, cocaine or a little heroin, Mike, in your medication to keep you calm so that you didn't mouth off to your husband when he came home after a goddamn long day at the office. He doesn't need to hear your mouth when he gets home, Mike. Side, side. Sorry, I'm getting. Oh, I'm already those, those the old newspaper ads are incredible, incredibly and then just like the women's handbooks sexist. that they used to publish to like be sure to be nice. To How your to husband. be a good wife? Yeah, greet him with it, slippers. Literally, and, yeah. home economics books had articles like how to be a good wife, and and, and let me just fill you in, Mike. Um, it taught you how to vacuum. You want to make three passes over the same spot in three different directions. You want basically want to make a V and then put a line in the middle of the V. Ah. 
Okay. Okay. That's how you do it. You want to when is when that your man comes home. Is that a reference home, to something? <laughs> Michael, please. When your man comes home, Mike, you have a drink ready for him. His slippers, his pipe out. Put the hassock over there so he can put his feet up. And don't speak to him for 45 minutes to an hour while he decompresses. This is in a, a handbook at school teaching girls how to be. I've seen this book. It's outrageous. Yes. I'm so, you know what? I'm going to take it down a notch, Mike, because I'm already riled up. And we're one sentence in. That's uh, That was a a judgment call on my side. Okay. All the articles just said Dolly was a typical housewife, so I surmised yeah, being a housewife exactly in the early what 1900s. Yeah. The fact that Fred was a drunk, though, is well documented. So right. that part I'm of sure it is I'm sure he probably true. smacked her around a bit and nobody talked about it because that's just not what you did. One unseasonably warm fall day in 1913, hmm. a simple meeting would take place that would change Dolly and Fred's lives forever. Oh, boy. That day... Dolly discovered that her sewing machine was broken. (laughs) You're already fucking with me. You're already fucking with me. Her sewing machine, which was the highlight of her day to mend and darn her husband's socks until he came home from working his fingers to the bone to provide for his family and to buy all of his gin. This is... <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Her fucking. You know what? I was. I can't even say anything because I have so much to. Go ahead. Go ahead. Her husband, owning and operating an apron factory. Why isn't she working at the apron factory making aprons? Let's make this a family enterprise. Oh, I'm sorry because you belong in the fucking house cooking and cleaning and having sex with me when I feel like it. This- Don't laugh because you know that this is... Keep laughing. Keep. I'm going to jump over the table and grab you. This story is going to take forever. I can't get through I half a sentence. I literally am so pissed. <laughs> he, because of his connections in the industry... Oh, the apron industry? He knew just the person to fix the sewing machine. Mm. The apron factory had many sewing machines, so he had on staff sewing machine repairmen. Right. So he sent over one of those repairmen, a 17-year-old named Otto Sanhuber. To his to his house? Yes. These are all very German names. Okay. Big German population you know, in Milwaukee a, You know, I love a good germ. Yes. <laughs> it <laughs> seems like Dolly was expecting her husband to send over Otto out of all of the possible stable of repairmen because when he arrived at the Ossinreich home, yeah. Dolly opened the door to him with nothing on but the radio. <laughs> Get it, bitch! Well, not... Get it, bitch! Not, not really, I just like that phrase, but she yeah. was only wearing stockings and what would be described even over 100 years later as a slinky robe. So she Ooh, was... She was in yeah. the lingerie. The yes. lingerie for all you white yes. people. Um, hmm... How old is, do you know? Did you say how old Dolly She's was? in her early to mid 30s. Hey, although he's not, let me dial it back. Yes. He's not of age. Right. Whoops, he's 17. Correct. I, I take it back. I take back everything I just said. Maybe, <laughs> maybe just wait one more year, Dolly. Yeah. I do like the phrase, nothing on but the radio. Nothing on but the radio. Nothing on but her Chanel number five. Yes. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Dolly and Otto start hooking up. Hey. A lot. Yeah. No, this, no, why? No, this is bad. No, this is bad, Dolly. I'm trying to be on your side, girl, but this boy is 17. 
at first. They meet in hotels, but between the cost and the sneaking around, they decided that wasn't the lifestyle for them. Hotels? Why aren't they just doing it at the house while the husband's at work? Well, eventually, they just start going to town on each other in the Austin Reich's bedroom. Hey! Holy shit, Michael. Wouldn't you know it again? <laughs> Neighbors started hearing some noises and wondered about the non-Fred man who seemed to constantly be visiting Dolly. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, don't her neighbors wonder who is this person? I mean, even maybe if it was a delivery man, the repair man, the milkman, the mailman, a door-to-door salesman, right? But it's the same kid. Yeah. Maybe he's a pool boy. Maybe he's a landscaper. But why is he there all the time? And what are those strange noises coming from the bedroom window? Well... This person not being Fred did arouse some suspicion, but when anyone would ask Dolly about it, she explained that Otto was her quote-unquote vagabond half-brother. Uh, I was going to say maybe like help. a nephew or something. Yeah. Half-brother. Her vagabond. He's yeah. just a vagabond, my half-brother. He's kind of a shit, you know. I yeah. give him money from time to time, help him out, give him some food. But, and then we bone for well, like two hours in my bed. <laughs> my marital bed. This was untenable for the long term, though. Well, Someone would eventually ask Fred about Dolly's brother. You would think she'd be, he'd be like, be hey, aren't you sick of supporting your vagabond wife's, ha- well, sorry, no, your wife's vagabond half-brother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> your wife's not a vagabond. No, very successful apron company. Yeah, she's, you know. Uh, so that was- Not the only thing she's successful at. <laughs> well, yeah, that was inevitable that yeah. that was going to blow up. So Dolly gets an idea. Oh, boy. Otto- should quit his job at the apron factory and move into the attic of the Osterreich home. What? Unbeknownst to her husband, like living in the walls or like as a lodger? He would no longer be seen entering and leaving the house. (laughs) By day, with Fred at work, he would emerge from the attic to bang it out with Dolly. Yeah. And by night, he would hide in his little cubbyhole in the attic writing Pulp Fiction novels. (laughs) This is fucking nuts. This is fucking nuts. I've not heard this story, by the way. This is fucking nuts. Excellent. The LA Times described his life this way. Quote, at night, he reads mysteries by candlelight (laughs) and wrote stories of adventure and lust. By day, he made- Swashbuckling lust. (laughs) By day, he made love to Dolly, helped her keep house, and made bathtub gin. Oh, oh. I I was not far off with the gin, Mike. You were not. (gasps) Made love to Dolly. Oh, maybe that's what she was missing in her life. Her husband's a fucking drunk. The sex was probably terrible. Yeah. All right. He probably had whiskey dick or gin dick or whatever you want to call it. And here comes this robust teen with all the stamina of youth, Mike, coming in and set, <laughs> setting her straight. You know, you know good, what I mean? Good with his hands as a repairman. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> So this arrangement mm. went on for, in my opinion, an excruciatingly long time. I mean, can you imagine that? First of all, I'm claustrophobic. You're not putting me in a fucking cubby. Yeah. I will have an absolute mental break. Do you want to <laughs> guess how long? Oh, God. Six months? Oh, <gasps> shit. For five whole years. What? Otto is living right above Fred's <laughs> head. <laughs> no! And he's none the wiser. No, get the- Five How do you know? Years. How do you know? Uh, work with me here for a sec, please, please, please. <laughs> I don't please. know if this is going to be possible. But please go work ahead. with me for one second. Unless her husband is a fucking mess, like I mean, in just an absolute. Dr- I mean, out of it drunk. But 
he's running a successful huge apron company, he has to be a functioning at least alcoholic. How has he never, this kid in the attic has never uh, tripped or rolled over or made one fucking sound that the husband's like, what the hell is that? Oh no, he's got excellent body control. In the, <laughs> you're stupid. I hate you so much, you idiot. <laughs> but like he's never made a sound. He's got excellent body control. <laughs> I mean, just ask Dolly. Even you know. by accident, you know what I mean. You accidentally roll over your elbow, bangs into like a, a, a st- the studs or I, something. Like what? I just imagine like in sitcoms when someone's trying to hide somebody that's in the house and they make a noise and they start trying to have it to cover for the noise. Like yeah. Dolly just with a rolling pin. She just said, or she starts like, coughing, ah. like yeah. or whatever. This just reminds me of the <laughs> the Family Guy episode. Hey, shout out to Cohog, Rhode Island, <laughs> um, where he's like hiding, and this is. <laughs> not funny but it is in the Anne Frank attic and he's eating chips <laughs> and he's just slowly biting into the chips and it's just like crunch crunch <laughs> and everybody just looks at him and then you know obviously they get they get caught but how do you not accidentally make a sound what if you sneeze what if you you ever just walking along mind your own business all of a sudden you're like ah, out of like nowhere and he's in an attic so it's not you know bullshit <laughs> if, if somebody was up in that little cubby hole of my attic right there in this living room and fucking sneezed Yo, I'll burn the house down because I know that that is not supposed to happen and someone's up there trying to kill me. Yeah. No, I'm setting saying, the house on fire. I was saying that it's more likely to happen, him being in an attic, that he would sneeze, come across dust. and Yeah. Either that or like I'm setting the house on fire or I think the house is haunted, one or the other. Yeah. So either way, I'm doing a bit of investigation. Yes. Unbeknownst to Fred, though, he makes a decision that could have blown up the entire scenario. Oh, boy, Fred. In 1918, Fred tells Dolly that he thinks they should sell the house in Milwaukee and move out to L.A. Uh, L.A. Oh, we're going back to L.A. Dolly. Land of dreams, Mike. This could have panicked Dolly. Her whole setup goes away. Listen. Right? She loses her meal ticket in the husband. She's a boss or she, bitch. Yeah. She's obviously going to find a way to make this work. Well, How are they going to transport this kid? Put him in a trunk. Well, Dolly doesn't worry, as you so rightly pointed out. Mm. She insists to Fred that any new home they buy must have an attic. And the reason she gives is because they have a Because lot I of, said so. They have just a surplus of aprons yes. they, in boxes and bins. Fred is oblivious to why. <laughs> He's too busy getting fucking shamammered. Dolly finds a house overlooking Sunset Boulevard in L.A. and actually sends Otto to the address I'm ready early. For my close-up, Mr. DeMille. Sorry. I love that movie. He said Sunset Boulevard, and I had to do it. I love that movie. She sends Otto ahead to that address oh. so he can build out a <laughs> hiding spot. Oh, my God. I thought you meant she sent him, like, a fucking a physical head. I almost shit right now. He said she sends him a head. I was like, what? She sent him a fucking head. And then a head. A-H-E-A-D. Right. One word. One word. One word. So the plan was send him out early. So he can build out his little hiding spot before the couple moved in. <laughs> oh, my God. And he just gets there and, like, the people are like, who are you? And he's like, yeah, they sent me a head. I'm the vagabond brother. I'm the vagabond half-brother that they sent. That the husband doesn't know about. A head. <laughs> to carve out a niche in the attic where I'll be staying and then banging my half-sister. The change of venue seems to have had little effect on the dynamic between the three people. Okay. 
Otto and Dolly carry on just as they had before for another four years. <laughs> Why doesn't she just leave her husband and have this young beau by her side? Or her husband's a drunk. Why doesn't she just go, hey, baby, um, let's spice it up. Why don't we bring in, you know, a third party? Well, there's more to this story this that's going to, to color. of subterfuge. Oh, yeah. It's going to color the relationship that Dolly and Otto have oh, later on when more stuff comes it's out. It's going to color so. it. All right. <laughs> uh, so four more years this goes on. That is until August 22nd, 1922. Okay. What actually happens is still to this day not precisely known. But these are the basics, but feel free to wildly speculate. Uh, uh, you know I love a wild speculation. So that night, the night of August 22nd, 1922, Dolly and Fred get into a heated argument. Otto hears the commotion and decides to spring into action. He leaves his attic hidey hole and no. bursts into the bedroom <laughs> where the husband and wife are fighting. And the husband's like, what the fuck? Why are you not in Milwaukee? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing oh, in he, L.A.? He also, he also brought two pistols to this fight. Oh, shit. Okay. Fred recognized Otto. I thought they were going to go to like old-timey, yeah. like, backwards, Boxer, yeah. yeah, fisticuffs, like, you know what I mean? Like, bare-knuckle boxing. Now, Fred recognized Otto from having worked at the factory, which, in my opinion, is pretty impressive for having not seen him for, like, nine years, but also completely unimpressive, and he's been live right, literally right above yeah, him for those same nine years. Yeah, this guy is oblivious. This guy's oblivious. Yeah, it's not impressive that he didn't, that he did recognize no. him. But this revelation only makes Fred more upset. Like, what what the hell are you doing here? Hello, what the fuck are you doing in L.A.? A struggle for the weapons ensues and the guns go off. Fred ends up shot and killed. So no more husband. Well, that solves that problem. In a panic, this is the scheme Dolly and First of all, put him in the fucking attic. Well. Put him in the fucking attic, brick it up, and now live with your young lover as if he's your husband. Who gives a shit? You just moved to L.A. Yeah. Well, it's been four years, but I'm sure they're yeah. not friendly. She's too busy staying in the house, boning her little paramour. Like, oh, do you know what I mean? You're making a lot of assumptions about how much Dolly likes Otto. Oh, shit. Uh, it's been a decade! <laughs> what do you mean? She clearly likes him! You're making an awful it's lot of assumptions. It's been a decade! Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dolly. So this is the scheme that... Dolly and Otto come up with. Otto locks Dolly in a closet using a key to lock the door from the outside. So there's no way that Dolly could have locked herself in. Okay. Uh, to throw off suspicion. And he retreats back up to the attic with the key and uh, the guns. Okay. Okay. He just leaves her in the closet? Nobody locks, calls the cops? Locks her in the closet and then doesn't leave the premises. Just goes back up to the attic. Well, where the fuck is he going to go, Mike? He doesn't know anything. He's probably he's probably like the boy in the room. He just <laughs> doesn't know shit about the outside world. Neighbors did hear the shots and they called the police. And then Dolly tells them the story of a burglary gone wrong. Okay, so they come and they find her locked in the closet. She claims that the robber shot Fred, stole some expensive items, and locked her in the closet before he ran away. Mm. Except there's no witnesses. The no police didn't buy it. Away because there's a guy hiding up in the fucking attic. Oh, yeah. The police didn't buy it at all, but they... Couldn't prove that she was lying, so she winds up free to go. I mean, yeah. What do they think? What do you think they're, they're going to come in and go? You know what? I bet there's someone who's been locked in the attic for like four to ten yeah, years, right? And that's probably what's going on here. No, no. Dolly, now a widow, moves to a new house after the shooting. Uh, does Otto go with her? D- he does. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell me she locks him in the attic and just fucks off. Do they live now as a couple out in the open? Yeah. No. No? No, they do not. <laughs> he 
he moves himself into her well, new attic. First of all, for a third time. <laughs> know your place, motherfucker. Get back in the attic, and you don't come out until I tell you. At this but point, because, I have a question. To, to before, be but, 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 okay. To be fair. Okay. To be fair. To be fair. Um, if. She just moved a couple of blocks away, whatever, and then all of a sudden has this new man. Then clearly it's going to be super suspicious. They're going to come back and say, hmm, a robber didn't kill your husband. Pretty sure it was you guys. Like, yeah. so she, I get it while, but don't live out in the open. Why can't he just live in the bedroom with you and just not leave the house for a while? I mean, he's good at not leaving the house. He lives in a fucking crawl space. Yes. At this point, though, would it be fair to call Otto her sex slave? Because he has no life of his own. Yes. He's not doing it. He's following her. I mean, she's groomed him since the yeah. time he was 17. So technically, she's a sex pest. Somehow, through everything, Otto actually gets a few of his stories published. And All right. buys himself a shiny new typewriter to keep himself occupied. Up in the attic, just tick, click, 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 click. I'd well, be like, can you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to sleep. He needs that. He needs something to keep him occupied because well, yeah. a short time later, Dolly lands herself a new boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> bitch. Oh, my God. This is so juicy. This time, it's L.A. lawyer Herman Shapiro. Of the famed I, Shapiro. I, who's to say? Who's to say, who's but. Who's to say? What? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Does she. <laughs> Oh my god, this is the fucking crazy story. So she gets a boyfriend. Is he a living boyfriend or he just comes around once in a while? He's she locks him in the attic? Yeah. She locks him in there. Yeah, he's not. So don't you think while they're fucking, while they're, well, fuck it, we're grown ups. While they're downstairs fucking and making all this noise, wouldn't Otto in the attic be like, boom, 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 what the fuck's going on down there? That's my lady. And she's like, shut the fuck up. Like, well, what? The lawyer also had a job that. Forced him to be away for extended periods I, of time. Okay, but who gives a shit? When he comes over, this kid obviously can hear them. If he heard her and her husband fighting, he's going to hear them boning yeah. and being like, I'm the only one that makes love to to Dolly, not you. But, and he just comes crashing. I would just start jumping but, in the ceiling and fall through a hole onto the bed. That would be the greatest thing. But, but. he's lived this lifestyle for 10 years. He has no income other than a few that of these stories. That doesn't mean he doesn't have feelings, Michael, of rage. Yeah, he's uh, he's been so turned around that she's going to do whatever she wants and he's going to let her. I can't say that I don't also aspire mm-hmm. to that level of control in a relationship. And this is why I haven't been on a date in five years. The lawyer was also away extended periods of time because of his job. Right. But Dolly seems to no longer be satisfied with Otto as her only side piece. Wait a minute. Oh, no. Hold on. Hold on. Her husband's dead. Yes. She's now groomed Otto for 10 years. Yes. Now she's dating Attorney Shapiro. Yes. In the open. That's a public relationship. That's a public relationship. And now because he's away a lot, she's going to add a third person into the mix. She picks up another man named Roy Klum. K-L-U-M-B. She's getting it. She uses her affair with Clum as a means to dispose of the weapons used to kill her first husband. 
So gives, this one may have been more of a relationship of opportunity then. So she gives him the weapons and says you have to hide these? She tells Clum that she's nervous to still have the guns in her house since they quote-unquote resemble the ones used to shoot for her. Oh, these guys are fucking stupid. Boy. She doesn't want really, anyone to get really confused. really easy to manipulate these guys. Yeah, she doesn't want anybody getting confused that she has a similar I have a similar gun. gun to the yeah. one that was used in my husband's murder, and I would just like you to get rid of it for me, please, because it's definitely not the same gun, but it's just like similar, but I just like don't want to get in trouble. So could you like do that for me, and then we can like bang it out, and then I'll never talk to you again. Okay, cool. Thanks. Bye. So Clum agrees to do this and tosses one of the guns into the La Brea tar pits. Clum is dumb. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dolly uses more of her excess charm on her neighbor. <laughs> And convinces him to bury the second gun in their yard. Please tell me she has an affair with the neighbor also. No? No. Why not? I mean, why not? Add him into the mix at this point. Dolly either got bored of Clum or no longer viewed him as valuable once the gun was gone. So she broke up with him after a little more time. Excessive charm. This lady is out there manipulating <laughs> everyone around her. That's just how I Is she beautiful? It. Like, is she gorgeous? I'll show you her. I want to see what she looks like. I will like. show you her and we will uh, We're going to post up those reaction. pictures for yeah. sure. For sure. This was a mistake. Oh, boy. After getting dumped, Clum ran right to the police with the story about the gun. Well, he's heartbroken. The he's police, a man scorned. Yes. Unlike Otto, he's going to push back a little bit. Otto is brainwashed. Yes. <laughs> Otto has Stockholm Syndrome. So Clum helps the police, and the police find the gun in the tar and got the neighbor to dig up the second weapon as well. well However... Aren't they going to be charged with accessory to... Well, uh, covering up a crime like not if they don't know what the guns were for and and still you're hiding a weapon it's clearly come on you're burying a weapon and throwing in the tar pit it's clearly for a reason it just looks like nobody's just like in the 20s like kind of struggling financially and they're like i'll just throw this valuable weapon in the tar pit i mean sell it or something if it wasn't used in a crime right the commission of a crime but clearly it has been and that's why you're trying yeah, take it to the pawn shop. Both guns had severely corroded. Well. So they couldn't conclusively be tied to Dolly, but the police arrested her anyway. I mean, we're talking about the 20s. It's not like they can swab it. Right. So, it, but it was all, like, it probably couldn't be fired anymore. So yeah. if they could do ballistics at that yeah. point, it They're wasn't going to be possible. Yeah. But they arrested her anyway. Well. Because the neighbor and Clum both <gasps> said. Does, but, oh my God, wait. But does she keep Otto, like, can he come and go from the attic or he, she well. has to let him out? Because when she gets arrested, does he die in there? Oh, my God. Okay, keep going. This is like a fucking soap opera. I love it. While awaiting trial, Dolly pleaded with Shapiro, her oh. in-public boyfriend, yeah. to buy is groceries. Is he representing her also? Yes. Okay. To buy groceries for the seemingly empty house. If this... She eventually confided in Shapiro that Otto was living in the attic and gave him the super secret code he used to signal Otto that it was safe to come out. Yeah. Is it knock three times on the ceiling if you want me? Tapping on the ceiling of the bedroom. Twice on the pipe. Dink, dink. If the answer is no. How old am I? A hundred? I mean, I know that song also, so. And you're younger than me. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm about a thousand years old. Yeah. The super secret code was tapping on the ceiling of the bedroom closet. Uh, 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 Who did she say he was? Her her vagabond half-brother who lives in the closet, I mean in the attic? Well, Shapiro finally met Otto. Otto, having been cooped up far too long, spills the entire story to Shapiro, telling him all about his and Dolly's relationship. For a decade. Now Shapiro has egg on his face. 
Well, stupid idiot. Get this. Oh no! Shapiro basically told Otto to kick rocks. <laughs> he was like, "She my woman now, bitch. Yeah. Like you can fucking fuck off, and that's it. We're gonna continue our relationship, and you can go screw." Yeah. Who is the? This but lady he must then, either be gorgeous or she must be like a hellcat in the bedroom because what is happening yeah. right now? Yeah. She's a real tomcat. So after he has this meeting with Otto and tells him to just move out of her house, yeah. he then goes and gets Dolly released on bail. So this entire story was confirmed by this mystery man in right, the attic. Right. And his reaction isn't, well, I'm going to leave. His reaction is, "You're you, gonna leave. You I'm leave. gonna. I'm gonna fix this for her." I I hope she yeah. puts. I hope she puts Shapiro in the fucking attic. 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 Yes. Attic. Attic. There you go. Attic. I have he, a tick. I just. I don't know what point, I'm saying at this point. At this point, also remember, he wasn't living with her. Yeah. Shapiro. He moves in after discovering Otto in the attic. Please tell me. <laughs> Please tell me she keeps him in the fucking attic. He worked his lawyer magic and got all charges against Dolly dropped. Well, his last name is Shapiro. All right. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Things are relatively normal for Dolly for the next seven no, years. No, they're not. <laughs> Things are absolutely abnormal, but okay. Seven years she's with Shapiro. What the hell? Seven. She does like a good long... I mean, she's in it for the long haul yeah. with these guys. Well, not her husband, but... that. Uh, Although they, that was yeah. technically not her fault. Right. Well, well technically yes, technically no. Who knows? That's the story as it is out there. Right. As, as to what happened. It may have been I mean, more she didn't shoot him, that. so technically, right. but well, she again, drove these people to, to, the, to again, these outcomes. This, this could be a landscapers scenario mm. where we have generally accepted story of what most likely happened right but it doesn't necessarily prevent her having shot them obviously they're not going to do gunshot residue and all of that kind of stuff at the time and then them saying if this were all to unravel it's easier to get you out of it than me like all that kind of stuff because he was my husband so that's the story as it exists who knows if that's actually close to the truth well Otto spilled everything, so he might be like, yeah, she asked me to come down. She started a fight with him. She asked me to come down and fucking shoot him. Right. But like Shapiro, that was my signal. Shapiro's in too deep now. Right. He's not going to buy it. He's And even if she did, he's going to be like, well, she's with me now, so who cares? So they eventually break up after those seven years. Once he moves out, he then goes to the police with yeah. the story about what he thinks happened to Fred. Yeah. Warrants go out for Dolly again, uh, but... This time there's a warrant for Otto, too. He's arrested and found guilty of manslaughter, even though his defense attorney tried to argue that Dolly had, in essence, enslaved him. Right, right. Didn't work. As details about the case were revealed, the press and the public dubbed it the Batman case. What? Since Otto lived in what amounted to a cave for almost a decade, and that name does predate the creation of the comic book character. The Batman. Don't call him Batman. Poor kid. This case, I, I, I know I'm laughing and stuff, but like, and this case is wild, but I feel so bad for Otto. I do. Like he just got ensnared by this like older woman. I still, I, I want to know what this lady looks like, but, um, and his life went to shit. Like, what did his family think? He just disappeared all of a sudden and started living in a fucking attic and like nobody noticed he was gone. <laughs> like, right, well, what kind of home life did this kid have? Well, who knows? I mean, he was most likely a German immigrant. Hmm. 
17, probably came without Maybe his family. Maybe came by himself, yeah. 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 Worked for another German guy, you know, who owned that factory. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Well, bad luck, since they could only charge Otto with manslaughter because of the murky details of what happened during the fight and the corrosion of the guns, the statute of limitations had passed. <gasps> Otto was free. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm glad, though. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Dolly was only brought up on a conspiracy charge, mm. but her trial ended in a Why wouldn't jury. she be charged for unlawful imprisonment, like kidnapping? She would have had to press charges. Because he's not dead, so the state can't do it for him. Come on, Otto. Uh, yeah, so she was only brought up on conspiracy charges, but her trial ended in a hung jury, and she was free as well. <laughs> yeah, I bet they I don't think I am. They yeah. were hung already. Yeah, I, I don't think that women... I mean, I feel like women got away with like because people just didn't think women were smart capable. enough, capable, yeah. manipulative enough. Like they just thought, oh, they're just flighty women, and there's no way she could have masterminded this. But little do they know. Yeah. Well, a few years later, even the indictment was dropped in its entirety. Oh. In 1936. Okay. So there wasn't even a so possibility just, that they were going to retry it. her. She just went free. Yep, that was okay. it. Dolly lived out the rest of her life. And died in 1961 at the age of 80. Ooh. And that was the story of Dolly Osterreich. I wonder how many other men she manipulated before her death. Did, did, so do you know if she had husbands after that? Was she married? Did she stay like a single swinging, you know, little miss on the streets? Like what's I going on? I believe she did get married again. Anybody else locked in like a basement or anything like that? I have a feeling she had like some not that I'm aware crazy of, but... parties. Oh yeah, <laughs> at her house. All right, I'm wearing gonna get all up those and... aprons I'm or gonna... nothing. You, she, you come in, you put your keys in the fucking jar, right? And everybody just takes an apron, and that's what you wear. Just nothing but an apron. <laughs> apron party at Dolly's house. Apron party house. at Dolly's this Saturday. Boop, boop, boop. You know what it's about. All right, this picture is of Dolly. From 1930, uh, and we will post this on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, MAF Podcast Show on either of those platforms, and you'll yeah. be able to see. But just to capture your first reactions, please pardon me while I get up. Please Ugh. show me. Oh, old man groans. Let's see. Let's see. What? No, no. She looks like a drunken. No, no, Mike. She looks like a character in, like, a pantomime. She looks like the drunk, crazy lady that sits at the end of the bar waiting for her true love to return. She... Are you kidding me? I'm gonna get... I'm getting on it. I'm putting two fucking guys up in my attic. Are you kidding? All right. We can also show you Otto. Uh, this... I can't believe this. This is honestly... I can't even get a date! And that... I. That lady had a, a young buck living in her fucking attic. All right. Well, before you go too crazy with oh. being jealous of her, I'm going to show you Otto. Now, this is not a picture. She had three men. This Did is not four. a picture of 17-year-old Otto from best I can tell. Yeah. I cannot, it does not have a year attributed to this, so I don't know exactly how old he is. But okay. But here st- go. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Yeah, but I feel like when he was younger, he probably was he doesn't look like he's not not handsome is that the bathtub gin he's not not handsome do you know what i mean i mean that's him when he was obviously looks like he's in his either a rough life late 30s early 40s cave living i mean yeah he lived in a fucking (laughs) attic so yeah but i don't think he's not 
not handsome. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't, he's yeah. not my type, but. We've but got... she, she literally looks like a crazy panto character. She's the barfly. There's a an earlier picture, because that picture is from 1930. Yeah. This one is earlier and features Fred. I'll ah! show you both. Oh, God. Oh, God. Fred. Fred. Uh, okay. I mean, that, okay. These two together, the wife and the husband, that makes sense. They're very comparable to each other. That that makes sense. That makes sense. But also, how is she so? Wow. What is she, what's her secret? I wish I knew. If I knew her secret, boy, I'd be running the world right now. And then, oh no, we've got a picture of uh, kind of the the cubby hidey hole. Oh God. We've got Dolly in the middle here. We have Otto in glasses all the way over to the right of this picture. And above Dolly, in between, is uh, Shapiro. We get the lawyer as well. Yes. Let me see it. Hit me. Hit me with it. Oh, my God. Uh, What? I mean, oh. She has a type. Look at that. That's the secret room. I mean, it's not as small as I thought it was. She's got a bureau. There's a mirror. No, no, That's the door to the secret room. Oh, shit. That's the door. I thought this was the inside of the room. Oh, that makes sense. What is going on? Shapiro looks like a doughy, bespectacled, I don't, mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. This is not the type of swingers I was, you know what? Actually, no, this is the type of swingers. And people are like, ooh, swingers. And you're like, there's not going to be anybody good looking at this party. It's going to be a bunch of fucking bridge trolls. No, look, she looks drunk. She looks like she's probably drunk or she clearly looks crazy. This case is nuts. That's the little space that he lived. That's in Eaves. Yeah. He lived in the Eaves. I used to put my Christmas bins in the Eaves, my old house, and I had to wedge them in there. Holy crap, Dolly. Yeah, so definitely check out social media to see all of those images because yeah. they are definitely worth yeah. seeing. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, MAF podcast show. Yes. Both platforms. And uh, you can always email us <laughs> at MAF podcast show at gmail.com if you have a case that you'd like us to cover or you have any comments for mike or myself but I or you just want to you know i just want to say hi <laughs> what's up what's up guys and <laughs> uh, we will we'll respond to you and uh, if you have any good ideas we will delve into them on the show if you have any critiques we will address them on the show um but all i can say is what yeah is the Roaring Twenty Boy, let me just tell you, I guess I was born in the wrong era because, <laughs> holy shit. So. There's a lot of shenanigans going on. Does that make up for a little bit yeah, of Yeah, I, I, I don't feel unsettled. I mean, this was a terrible tragedy, but I'm, I'm in good spirits <laughs> for some reason. So even though there were no convictions, we know basically what happened. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. It's just wild. It's just, they're wilding out back there. And it's the tw- I mean, the Roaring Twenties, yeah. people were wild back then. I can't even say fuck those people because they're just well i mean I, i'm gonna say fuck dolly because the kid was too young yeah that was just not right that's not good but um and someone still did end up dead even yeah. though they were an inattentive drunk but he, he sounds like he's probably a dick but yeah. i'm not concerned about that i'm well, more concerned about Otto though yeah he sounds like a man in america in the 20s yeah an immigrant or not just typical you know, yeah. white male right yeah yeah landed wealthy yeah yeah he's fucking selling aprons left and right yeah just living the dream, you know, getting drunk on bathtub gin shit, like. And not getting his wife a new sewing machine 
I'll just fix the old one. You know what, guys? <laughs> Let this be a lesson to yeah. you, all you men out there. When something breaks, don't try to refurbish it and send some, I don't want to say young hunk over because mm, when you see these pictures, but, yeah. um, you know, maybe don't send a young, virile man over to your house to fix things. Just buy your wife a new one yes. and suck it up, guys. Correct. Suck it up. <laughs> anyway, fuck Dolly, though. That, that shit was crazy. And uh, I feel pretty good. All right, great. I feel good this week. All right. <laughs> so we're friends again. Excellent. Yay! Yay! The show will continue. <laughs> All right. Until... So that means we'll see you next week. Until next week. Bye. Bye.